Hey guys, welcome back to the Deep End Podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and today we have Rachel White joining us. Rachel is a holistic sex coach and yoni massage practitioner, evoking radical self-love and sexual liberation for her clients and for those who follow her work and, yeah, engage in her workshops and all the things that you have been putting out there, Rachel. It's been amazing to witness you. Um Today we're going to focus on uh, focus in on intimacy and how that shows up within the self and in relationships and some of the things that you're bringing to the world to support people in that. So thank you so much for joining me. Hello. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure, um, which is something that you and I both, I think, have in common that we like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'd love to just start off with like, Hearing a bit about your story, what led you down the path of intimacy? Mm. Yeah, so I guess for me, my journey started with just I've, I've always been really curious and I've always felt a little bit different and I've never quite felt like I've felt in, I've um, fitted in with the narrative of what society expects of us in terms of like relating and work and just our lifestyles and all that kind of stuff. And I've always been quite sexually curious as well, I guess you could say. And yeah, I guess it it started for me with just diving into yoga, meditation, that kind of stuff. And then not really like wanting more. I had this deep yearning for more. And then I started exploring more like sacred sexuality, that kind of stuff. And actually started really looking at my own, I guess, like shadows for the first time and realizing the hold they had on me and how it was, um, yeah, really, uh, you know, they had a control over how I could experience life. So, um, yeah, just started diving deep into all of that and just really felt like I want to offer this to other people and support other people in this. Like I'm so behind it. I'm so passionate about it. And I love helping people and talking about sex and, yeah, that's that's kind of how I got into it. Mm. Well, I love that. I love when it's been like, and it's, it's, you know, it's interesting hearing people's stories that I bring onto this podcast, how it's been a real self-guided journey mm. um, for curiosity and following that thread of curiosity. So, yeah, amazing that you're now bringing forth to the world, bringing forward like all the things that you've learned and experienced through that and I resonate with a lot of what you're sharing, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, I'm really curious. You know, you've worked with however many people you've worked with. You've been in the field for how long? Probably, like, three years. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. And then you've got your experience before working consciously in the, mm-hmm. the field, like, where you've gone through your own process, your own challenges. Um, what are some of the common challenges that you see now with people around intimacy? Uh, I feel like communication is a huge one and that itself encapsulates so much. It's like what's holding you back from communicating, um, which again is like loaded in itself. It can be things like, you know, being afraid to, be heard or to speak your desires or to speak your boundaries, not feeling worthy of having your desires or boundaries. So even there you're looking at like your worthiness and what else did I say? 
yeah, your, your ability to actually speak. Um, and yeah, communication is where I think a lot of people fuck up. It's like, we're not actually being clear about what we want, what's okay, what's not okay. Um, and we're expecting our partners to be mind readers because, you know, there is so much that we can say using language totally. And, and, you know, we speak in our energy and in our body language and our gestures and all of that, but still that can be confusing. You know, I think being able to put words to things just clears out a whole lot of the guesswork and you can actually, yeah, move forward with clarity and, um, yeah. And I think a lot of people when they not, they don't feel like they're being heard or their desires aren't being met, start building resentment because they're like, my partner's not listening to me or he's not tuned into me enough. And actually it's like, well, have you actually said what you want? And a lot of the time they're like, no, but he should, they should just know, you know? And I feel like communication is just so, so huge when it comes to intimacy and, a lack of communication or blocking communication. One of the biggest things that happens when that isn't there is that builds up is resentment and resentment is like the number one killer of intimacy, pleasure, connection, even, you know, so um, I would say communication is probably the biggest issue. Mm. I'm hearing you and agree with you completely with that. Like resentment is 100% the biggest killer of intimacy. Mm. It's this guesswork. It's this assumption, I think, and then expectation. And then when that's not being met, that's what leads to that disappointment. And, yeah, um, and obviously there's like tools, communication tools that help people bridge those gaps of misunderstandings. But what I really love about what's recently come through your work is these workshops around mm-hmm. worshipping each other. Mm-hmm. But there's a huge space of communication there. So what I really love about working in the space of sexuality, I don't particularly do that so much in my work, but what I see in in people like you who offer that um, is the healing, you know, the communication of boundaries, desires, needs, wants, all those sorts of things is mm-hmm. like the alchemy that can be translated into what we communicate outside the bedroom because is it like what do you think is it like it's a really vulnerable place to be communicating in that space oh totally Mm. and I think yeah we need to learn the tools and gain an understanding but to me that almost feels like it's still in the mind and it's like this intellectual like you're intellectualizing something that you actually need to embody you know it shouldn't just be cool, I have these tools and I understand what good communication is, but like, are you actually showing up in it? And are you actually living that? Because the communication is the stuff that needs to be happening on a daily basis or whenever the need arises, Um, not just in these workshop spaces, but I feel like these workshop spaces are beautiful places to gain a reference point as to, ah, I didn't even know I could communicate that or that was something I needed to communicate. You know, some people some of the most simple things are the light bulb moments for them that just like change everything. Yeah, Mm. totally. And so I want to know more about this worshipping, worshipping. We're going there today, right? Because we had a bit of a Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Um, uh, Worshipping the cock, worshipping the pussy and what that 
Well, first of all, let's talk about, you know, the name. <laughs> I, I, shall we start from the beginning? <laughs> let's start from the start, yeah. <laughs> I had this thought the other day. I was like, how the hell, how the hell did I just hold and facilitate a cock, cock and pussy massage immersion? Um, how did I get to this point in my life? <laughs> you know, and it's really beautiful because I think a lot of the trainings and a lot of, I've been in some big spaces where there's been big processes and big things happening. So for me now, that actually doesn't feel like a huge deal, although it was an edge for me to, to do that and to hold that on my own. Um, but for me, the, the whole intention, so the name of the workshop is the sacred art of cock and pussy massage. I've since renamed it because I'm doing an online version to um, deepen into pleasure because that, that cock and pussy massage worship um, name got me banned from, from Stripe, my, my payment system. <laughs> so, oh my um, gosh. Yeah. Oh, anyway, like that's, a, that's yeah. another conversation. That's another um, conversation. <laughs> yeah, my, my whole intention behind it is to really – show people um, an example and give them a transmission and like an energetic feeling of what intentional touch and deep intimacy, how that can look, you know, when you bring presence and intention into your touch, what can unfold. So I wanted to give them just like a whole new level of intimacy, you know, to kind of witness and be like, wow, that's, that's available, you know, um, so the whole weekend was basically walking people and guiding people into intimacy exercises, um, connection, connection practices, as well as like tantric practices and that kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, getting to the cock and pussy massage aspect where I actually did like a live demonstration and then guided them all through it afterwards. And yeah, that the whole weekend like fucking blew me away. I was in tears half the time because I was just like, there was so much love in the room. And I think that's what my big breakdown last week, you know, the few days afterwards was about was just like, oh my God, there was just like so much love and so much energy moving that, you know, when we open these spaces, it's not just the participants that are receiving the medicine of the energetics that are moving in the space. Like, I am also getting that. So um, beautiful, beautiful medicine. And yeah, just what I saw unfold and the caliber of man that was in the room as well actually really blew me away. Like generally at those things, it's the women bringing the men along. And I also just want to voice that this, this workshop is for um, all genders, all sexual orientations as well. So queers, totally welcome. Um, but generally in hetero dynamics, it's generally the woman bringing the man along and the man's a bit like hesitant and a bit anxious and a bit like, Oh, what are we doing? And it was just so beautiful to really feel them crack and witness them in tears and just, yeah, the, the devotion and the, the presence that they really held, like it was so beautiful. Yeah. That's amazing. Just mm. to witness the transformation and the ripple effect that has as well because these people are then going to share that with their friends if they feel liberated to express mm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I imagine the people that you're attracting to these events probably have some level of comfortability or comfort with their sexuality to, well, maybe they don't, maybe I shouldn't assume, but um, yeah, cool. And so, yeah, you've been through a whole process with this, this thing, you know, it's controversial. It brings up a lot. And I'm sure people who are listening are probably like, cock pussy these words are just really triggering and can be (laughs) yeah quite disruptive to our patterns Mm. I I love those words because for me they hold power and it's like our genitals hold so much power and there's also a lot of shame you know um, wrapped up in these words as well and for me it's like no, it's a reclamation of these words. Like they're the, you know, these sacred, beautiful parts of our body. Like why is there shame wrapped up in these? I, so I feel like that's why I use those words. And also in a lot of my trainings, we just call it cock and pussy. So for me, it actually doesn't, <laughs> I, I have to remind myself that, yeah, they're, they're big words for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's just second nature to you. It's this, you've repatterned your relationship to these words and no longer has that stigma mm-hmm. and that, that um, taboo aspect or element, which just goes to show that, you know, if that's happening for you on a physical level, because it's, when I say it's triggering to use those words, you know, like some people do have a physical response of like most people probably would of that discomfort, the clenching and, contraction and or whatever however shame shows up in the body Mm. um and you are living proof of like what was it like for you I don't know why I'm going here but we're journeying in with these words what was it like for you when you first started using those words and Mm. like what did it feel like it was hard to get them out (laughs) yeah yeah it was hard to get them out I would feel a slight contraction in my chest and like a choking in my throat slightly. Um, yeah, more, I, I feel like there was slight flavors of um, like maybe disgust and because they're used a lot in porn, you know, I feel like they're quite porny words. Um, and I think also just this fear of like being judged or getting in trouble or like yeah being being judged yeah but now like I kind of don't think twice about it they just slip on out yeah nice and and so that's the alchemy you know that's the transformation that you're probably and most likely and definitely Mm. creating for people in their bodies when it comes to doing this work because at first you know and you're holding these workshops and trainings is that what what is the experience like on a physical level for people that are coming and joining these programs and trainings ah I feel like there was definitely you could feel the tension and the like the anxiousness you know when when we start but you know even midway through the first day you just feel everyone just like drop and come into this place of ease and openness and just this realization that it's actually really safe to, to open into these spaces. Um, and I think because everyone was just had so much respect and they were there for the absolute right reasons, it, that helped hold the space and just created this like beautiful safety where everyone could just really go there. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And 
with the people who, you know, you were speaking about men who are a lot more receptive to it, mm. what, 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 what sort of challenges do people have who come to these events that mm. you throw? I feel like there's a fear of um, doing things wrong or fear of like, what is this going to open up? Um, I feel like generally the fear is this, this thing that's like, it's going to be different for every single person, but it's this thing inside of them that's like clinging on. Maybe it's a part of the ego or some kind of survival thing that like a part of yourself that is potentially going to get dissolved by going into a container like this. So that piece inside of you can cause the anxiousness and the like unease because it's, yeah, there's like change that's potentially about to happen. So of course, before you move into any of these kinds of spaces, your shit's going to come up. And it's this part of you that's like, don't get rid of me. Like, I like living in here. It's like, this is safe. We know it. Like, and when I say safe, I mean, it's it's known, you know, you know, that feeling as opposed to diving into the unknown, you know, what's on the other side of this, what's life going to be like without this fucked up belief or this part of me that like, you know, is super avoidant in relationship because that feels safe. So, so many reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And just by showing up and doing the physical somatic healing that you're offering it's just transforming a lot of these limitations that people are feeling yeah yeah wow yeah I'd love to share one of the experiences actually so when I was the pussy massage transmission I did it on a dear friend of mine and I could feel like it the room felt so there was like an intensity to it but like so much love and I could just feel everyone's presence like fully there and it was a big experience for her. Like we were, the way I demonstrate, it's like, guys, I'm going to be giving you a transmission of how I would actually do this with a partner. So I'm not going to be giving like heaps of instructions here, but I want you to really feel what this is like. And I am like, ask you to hold us in this because this is vulnerable for us as well. And yeah, they were like, we both shed so many tears and her heart was just like cracking open. And I think as the women in the room, they, the women and the men in the room, like got both got such different um, pieces for it. Like one of the women shared, thank you so much for that. That has just given me full permission to, you know, show up in intimacy in a whole new way and that you know these parts of me are welcome and then for the men witnessing one of them was like I was just watching and I felt like I was in that experience with you guys and I wasn't looking from a place of like getting turned on or taking pleasure or anything but I was just like there and like fuck like that was just so powerful in so many different levels and I think they realized just how receptive the female body can be or pussy owners can be because yeah we really like open through our heart and I think if you're being intimate with a woman or pussy owner it's nice to know like yeah there's a there's a responsibility here and this is potentially what you're opening so go in with care and intention and presence yeah as you were explaining that and the when you would just describing the moment of dropping in and holding the presence and the 
my whole body had a full, I just like I just had a full body reaction. I was covered in chills and felt really deeply moved and overwhelmed with the sense of gratitude that you're doing this work. I've had visions of this. I think I've shared it with you. Yeah. Like visions of this kind of work and it takes so much courage to be able to expose the vulnerabilities that come from sharing from this really sacred space and it sounds like what you created was a really sacred container because what I'm observing and witnessing from my own experience and projections is a distortion in the way sexuality is being portrayed through porn and through, you know, school systems and the education system around around sexuality, the shame and the taboo-ness, which I guess is the reason, part of the reasons <laughs> why you're doing this, right? Yeah. Um, Movies, even fucking Hollywood, like <sighs> check out every sex scene, you know. It's not yeah. really what goes on. <laughs> oh, my God. The worst question I've ever had in the bedroom is, did you come yet? Like, where are you, dude? Where are you? I'm right here right now. Like, where are you? Yeah. You're not here. And you can feel that when somebody lacks that presence. Um, and so, of course, you know, you're doing this work. So how much has your sex life transformed since you started, <laughs> started doing this work? <laughs> oh, I feel like the calibre of human that I attract in because I relate with all genders. I'm pretty fluid in my sexuality. Um, the caliber of human I'm just attracting in is just like next level, just the level of communication, the level of presence. Um, and that allows my body to open more. And I think also doing this work, because I've actually shed so much of the shame and the stuff and the gunk out of my system and my belief systems, I can actually let go a whole lot more because I'm not wrapped up in, you know, any kind of self-doubt or low self-worth or thinking my body's fat during sex or any, any of the kind of stuff that sort of comes up. It's like, I'm now able to, yeah, make love with a, from a clear system and attracting in beautiful, beautiful, like, yeah, lovers. And yeah, my sex life feels really, really beautiful actually. Um, yeah. Yum. Um, yeah, it's really interesting, like, noticing how much transforms when we drop out of our heads and into our bodies and just sort of, like, what I'm hearing is that through your process of communicating and communication, that's one side of, like, not leaving any words left unsaid so that you're not keeping them up in your head and you're able to drop into your body when you're holding that presence with each other. Yeah. And then also nourishing the relationship you have with yourself mm. where you have those self-doubts and, you know, you start criticising yourself while you're in the bedroom and thinking about my body and this and that being in your head. So it's like the self-responsibility piece and then also like sharing from a space of reclaiming that power yeah. That's what I'm hearing. You're totally. like, yeah. Yeah. A couple of things I'd love to add to that. I think as well with the communication piece, it's not so much about having to communicate the things so they're not in your head, but when there is something unsaid, there is an energetics to it that you can actually feel like you can feel when something's off. 
So as soon as you speak the thing, it's like that energy is cleared. And for me, every time I've said a thing or someone has said something to me, like it just opens up so much more because you're like, fuck, I was actually feeling that, which was making me a bit kind of guarded from you because I was unsure about what this fuck like icky feeling was. So I think that's an important thing to um, kind of mention. And as well with the um, coming into my own piece as well, a huge part of my journey has been reclaiming like my, my body and my sexuality and my rawness and my animal. And there's a part of me that like fully loves and accepts that now. So it's like, I can fully let go in sex. There's not a part of me that's holding back and being like, no, 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 good dog girls don't do that. Or that's weird. Or that's too freaky or whatever the thing is. It's just like full, like liberation, you know? Yeah. I read one of your posts recently that I really loved and it was, and then I also felt really attacked because one of my programs is called <laughs> Love Yourself First. <laughs> you're like you're totally speaking into this whole like oh I can't even remember what you said but it was like self-love and like five parts it was like yeah this like light and love kind of do you remember what post I'm talking about yeah I do um I'm gonna actually get it up I remember please I'd love for you to read it like you know okay yeah (laughs) yeah Because there's a key piece here that I want to speak into Mm. that you you touched on with what you just said. So I'm going to read it word for word. So you must love yourself first. I believe this saying is love and light bullshit. When did I write this? Fourth of July. Yeah, kind of recently. (laughs) So something along the lines of you must see and accept yourself first feels feels, feels a lot more true for me. So I want to kind of speak to that little bit. It's like, yeah, I, I think can you love? Yeah, I think self-love is so important and I'm so about it. But when people say you have to love yourself first before you can get in a relationship, I think that's fucked. I think it's like really limiting. And I feel like what it should be is actually like, can you love the part of you that doesn't love yourself? Or can you be okay with not fully loving yourself? So like can you see and accept where you are right now? Um, and am I reading the whole thing? Yeah. I mean, if you want okay. to, yeah, yeah I reckon, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to level up in the way you relate, whether it's in dating, relationship, or ma- navigating multiple lovers, you must explore the depths of yourself first strengthening your backbone so you know how to communicate, understand self-responsibility, tend to your wounds so you're able to soften into vulnerability, healing the parts of you that don't want to open up to love and pleasure. Once you explore the depths of yourself, you'll be, yeah, you'll attract and call in the, this depth in others. So I hate reading out loud, by the way. That was that was an edge. <laughs> I would love to hear your your words on that. Yeah. So when I read that, I was like, my program is called Love Yourself First. But when I what I realized is that what you're speaking into is that it's a massive limiting belief to believe that you need to love yourself before you are worthy of like first before you're worthy of being in a relationship or receiving love from others. And my interpretation of loving yourself first is like making sure your own cup is full first before you mm. please others and, and and all of that so it's just like a tweak in mm. interpretation 
but I really love what and I'm so therefore by loving yourself first you're accepting yourself first Mm. so yeah and I think that there's so much power in what you're what you're doing in the whole self-acceptance you said something just now that triggered that thought around um, your post (laughs) Mm. and it was around the self-acceptance piece and Mm. how can we you know there's self-improvement and then there's self-acceptance right and yeah I'm curious about like what you what you think about that and what Mm. what yeah, yeah what that journey's been like for you um, I'd first love to share a little bit on just, I guess, what's coming through right now and the reason I, I hate that word, love yourself first, because I think you and I, we kind of, we get, we get it. And I think if you're deep in this work, you get it. But a lot of people that are still only just exploring this, I see people being like, no, I'm working on loving myself. I'm working on loving myself before I can meet that person, whatever like story they want to run. And to me, it's almost like the way I kind of interpret that is cool. They're like, working towards this like perfection goal, like this goal or something. And it's like, there is actually no goal here. It's like, I, I feel like that is like um, the word perfect is coming in. It's like, how, how can I perfectly love myself? And it's like, you're, you're human, you're messy, like allow that to be. Yeah, or how can I make myself perfect enough that's worthy of receiving love? So I need to go and fix myself because I think and believe that I'm inherently wrong or broken. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thanks the for truth- those words. That was trying, that's what I was trying to get out. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the truth is, and I'm sure you've experienced this, right, like you can't ever experience transformation like you would in relationship with others, whether it's platonic, friendship, family, or romantic. There's no level of like self-love or self-acceptance that we could ever explore by being single and not associating with other people. Yeah, I feel like we're social beings and Mm. we, like for me, I feel like we're just, this is my experience and I guess my, my thing my belief is like, we're here for love. And it's like, and we want to be here for, I want to be here for the whole human experience. And I'm not going to limit that just because I'm working on getting myself, you know, worthy for something. It's like, I can have that thing and I can work on myself too. And maybe, you know, someone loving you when you can't quite fully love yourself. What if that's healing? You know, Um, I, I, I believe that is healing. So yeah, I feel like, Mm. let go of all the rules and just follow what where you yeah what your heart is kind of yearning and what's showing up in your life what feels right what's a yes for you and Mm. like just everyone's journey is like so uniquely different and yeah just like coming back to that self-acceptance and self-trust I think um Mm. I love that and it's so true there's so much healing that can take place in relationship mm-hmm. and it's healing the past relationships yeah yeah um so yeah what I really like about your title holistic sex coach just mm. going on to that like what does that entail what else are you doing I'm really curious about like because there's more than there's more to you than worshipping cock and pussy. <laughs> so much more. 
but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm a holistic sex coach. So basically we're looking, when I'm working with someone, I'm working on the entire being. So we're looking at, you know, your physical being, your spirituality, your, um, yeah, your physical health and your energetic body. So it's really looking at, yeah, just what is blocking you from experiencing epic love, sex and relationships and coming at it really holistically. So looking at the limiting beliefs or the conditioning programming that's that's in your body. So working on a very somatic level to release those, as well as really looking at lifestyle as well. I, I'm a huge advocate for, yeah, living a really healthy lifestyle and eating really well. And I, I think that's so important because it's like what you're putting into, into your body, it, it affects your energy and it affects your quality of life. And if your quality of life is feeling pretty shitty, then you're probably attracting in shitty sex and shitty relationships. Um, and, and yeah, and just looking at like, what's your connection to spirit and your connection to life as well, because that all, it, it all is connected. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that it's a holistic approach because they all intertwine. Mm. And I, I believe like how we do anything is how we do everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And especially the lifestyle, that's a big one because our hormones, oh. they're not in balance. <laughs> yeah. Everything goes to shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, can I share a little bit about where I'm currently at with my health? Please. Yes. Just, yeah. It's been really eye opening. So I've recently, I've just found out that I've got a candida overgrowth in my gut. And it's shown up as thrush for the first time in years and years and years. And I'm just like, okay, what the fuck is this beast? I'm getting on top of it. And I, so I'm doing an ele- a candida elimination protocol at the moment. And I'm actually so excited to see how I feel, you know, with this new way of being. And yes, it's like a, for eight weeks, but I'm definitely seeing it as a lifestyle change because when I'm looking at all of the signs, like I've, I'm pretty prone to being gassy and being bloated and feeling kind of foggy in my head, low energy. And I'm just like, cool. Like who's Rach going to be on the other side of this? And feel like I'm going to feel so vibrant. And I'm like, so in for doing this, like as holistically and naturally as possible. Um, so yeah, like even though I, I'm a holistic sex coach and I do this stuff and I'm passionate about this, yeah, stuff for me still comes up and there can still be improvement. And I don't want to come at it from like a perfectionist kind of mind frame because I feel like it's so important to still like enjoy life. But um, yeah, listening into your body, like what's it telling you? What does it need? Like how much more vital can you feel? Mm, I you're the second person that I've spoken to today I've done another podcast today Uh, and spoken into this exact thing and I'm I've experienced the same thing um and it's really under spoken like not we don't speak about it enough like what's what what do you get when you go to the doctors and you're like oh I've got a yeast infection oh here's some canister and you can just go squirt this up your pussy and you'll be good you know like That's just treating the symptoms. That's not treating the cause. And the more we investigate the holistic approach, you know, it's related to our gut health and then inflammatory foods and 
you go down this rabbit hole and you just realize, fuck, my (laughs) whole lifestyle needs to be changed completely to support my body's most Mm -hmm. vital health. And then, yeah, so, wow, I am cheering you on because it's not easy. I've been on a similar journey this year as well. It's like full on, but I get recurring BV. So similar kind of thing, like it's related to candida not being in balance in the gut and um, but the pH is not in balance in the vagina because of the bacterial differences and overgrowth and all the things. So it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. It's such a shit time. I think because I'm like such a sexual person. I love sex. I love intimacy. And, you know, it, it. I'm fine now. But when it was happening, I was just like, all I want is cuddles and sex. And I, I, mean, I can have sex cuddles, but I can't have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I also notice the energetic thing. So um, something that I'm currently moving through is the self-abandonment that I've had in, you know, the past, you know, not listening to the yes, not listening to the no probably, and then showing yeah. up and doing having sex when I didn't really want to. Mm-hmm. And then now my body has built this defense mechanism of BV and being like, we're actually not available for this, Sam. Like you cannot be opening your legs up. <laughs> Just stop. Um <laughs> And, yeah, like the energetics behind it, like sometimes the symptoms will come up without any physical cause for it, Mm. like the diet's right and all that sort of stuff. So that's really awesome that you're going on this journey and, like, Mm. yeah, I'm so curious how you'll feel at the end of the eight weeks and what comes up for you. Are you doing, like, anti-inflammatory no no gluten no dairy no gluten no dairy no sugar basically just living off like meat and greens and good fats <laughs> and getting colonics and acupuncture and I'm on a bunch of herbs um yeah so it's like very different from what I would normally eat like I love my porridge and I love my cacao so no cacao mm. of fruit um yeah, I didn't, I don't eat a whole lot of meat. So I'm like, it's, yeah, it's a challenge, but mm. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm thinking of candida as this little like beast in my belly that I'm like at war with and I'm, I'm killing, I'm starving it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it's like so keeping good. my mind frame and my mindset like on board. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's just rebuilding the strength and the gut and all of that. Yeah. That's incredible. So Mm. good. And like, yeah, it would be so challenging at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I had to, I ordered out for the first time this morning and yeah, the the woman serving me was like not happy about (laughs) having to accommodate my needs. Can I please have vegan, non-dairy, GMO-free, salt-free, sulfite-free, yeah. all the things? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. But um, it's about staying committed. So um, what what are you currently offering? Like what's, yeah. what's alive for you right now? So I'm currently offering an online version of the sacred art of cock and pussy massage, but it's, I've changed the name now to deepen into pleasure. So this is a six-week journey for couples. 
um, all about deepening your intimacy and yeah, doing beautiful connection exercises, tantric practices, cock and pussy massage, devotional touch, sex magic. Like it's going to be so potent and so beautiful. So that starts on September 21, which is the day before my 33rd birthday. Oh, uh, nice. As well as one-on-one coaching. So I, I coach one-on-one um, with people. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Pretty. Yeah. I'm really passionate about just like getting people back into their bodies, back into their truth, back into, yeah, really liberate, helping to liberate people into their into their yeah best lives and working into all the belief systems and conditioning that's you know holding them back from that yeah of course it would be a lot more potent in a one-on-one container in terms of like specifically customizing to what they need and what they want yeah Yeah. can people work with you one-on-one if they do the group um not the group the cup the deepen into into deepen into pleasure that's an online course is it self-guided it's so it's live calls every week so I've kind of worded it as like you know think of these as date nights where I'm providing the foreplay so it's gonna be really cool really beautiful as yeah so we've got those calls as well as just some like homework home play for them to yeah just deepen that connection and really devote to each other and yeah and I'm also hoping to hold a probably more of a retreat style version of that rather than just a two-day version um, yeah. sometime in the future. So watch this space. Yeah. Um, yeah. For yeah. listeners who are listening to this in the future, mm. only just discovering this awesome podcast, um, we could be speaking in the moment that this retreat is currently running. So yeah. <laughs> Come find me. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, what should people look out for when they're starting to dig deep, dive into this work? You know, there's some, there's one thing that I think really needs to be addressed and that is integrity with this work because it mm. is sacred and it is really important to be mindful of like, I mean, I don't believe that anyone could ever make the, the wrong mistake. Like we all learn something from our choices and our experiences but of course, like sometimes it's sort of what like can re-traumatize people and it can, you know, mm-hmm. not really. I would say, yeah. yeah, I would say if you're feeling called to work with someone, just ask, like, what kind of training have you done? What, How did you get to where you are? Because I feel like there's a lot of people out there who are going to one or two ISTAs and then calling themselves a sex coach or something you know and I feel like that's actually pretty dangerous like I've done so much training and study um and I do see a lot of that happening um yeah they've actually really got no idea of the space they're opening up yeah yeah it's a really um sacred and it's, you know, like, I sh- you know, if we've had, you and I have had so many conversations in the past about, like, um, our, you're doing the thing. You're doing the thing that I aspire to do one day but don't yet have the qualifications to facilitate and do. And so, um, yeah, it's a really, it's an, in- it's, it's an intense space to be as a facilitator and also as somebody who's going journey through it as a receiver mm-hmm. yeah so it's really important to be super mindful of those choices 
Yeah, for me, whenever I'm opening up space, and I think this should be for, well, this is how I do it. I'm not going to say everyone should do it this way, but I think it's really important to set the safety. Like you've really got to set the container and safety is the most important one. And like, how do you do that? You know, and it's, yeah, it's like, it's a full process of creating that. Yeah, be really aware of the energetics and setting up space and all that stuff. Yeah, totally. Mm. I love that. Mm. And is there anything else? Like, I I feel like you're got you're doing a lot at the moment. There's a lot that's lighting you up. Is there anything that you want to share or speaking to that I haven't asked you or that hasn't come up yet? Um, I feel like we've covered a lot. Um, No, I think one thing that I like to share with a lot of people is, you know, when you get into this work or any kind of personal development, don't forget to keep living your life. I feel like people can get so caught up in doing the work and it's like you're doing the work so you can live a beautiful life. So live that beautiful life, you know. I definitely went down the path of being, you know, super yogi and being pretty clean for a while and like, really neglecting parts of myself. Like I've definitely got a real wild side and I'd love to go and have a party and a dance and being a lazy sloth as well. Yeah, yeah, nice. (laughs) And so it's like, yeah, just acknowledging and nourishing all parts of my human. I I don't want to be a slave to the, you know, my my transformation. Mm, To the work. Yeah, I love that. It's so important to remember to have fun. Mm. Yeah, and live totally. Yeah. God, and it gets so murky and it gets so muddy sometimes and it gets so yucky. Like sometimes we do take ourselves really seriously when we're doing this. (laughs) Totally. Sometimes I just, yeah, I'm working with a couple people at the moment. One of the guys that's holding space for me, we just – go like he'll just question me and he'll get me to really look at things from a different perspective and I always just end up in giggles because I'm just like none of it really matters actually (laughs) it does it matter no 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 will it matter in five years Mm -hmm. you know yeah self-acceptance self-acceptance and just following truth and what feels good for you like don't take on other people's stuff don't compare yourself um even your teachers you know take what resonates leave what doesn't don't look up to these people who are teaching this stuff as guru um yes they might yeah. have beautiful stuff to share but they're also just a human yes the pedestaling of of I've done it so many times before and then the disappointment of like oh this person's not a god what <laughs> Fuck you for yes. <laughs> letting me down and like being an actual human. I just minimized myself for nothing. I made myself feel worse about myself because I thought you were amazing and I thought I wasn't. What? You're just yeah. like me? Yeah. 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 So, so, so good that, yeah. You, and I love that as well. Just remembering your, to trust, trust our inner voice. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been such a pleasure to have you on 
this podcast to speak about all the things. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll catch you on the next podcast. I will catch you on the next podcast. Rachel won't unless she comes on again. But thank you for joining us today and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank you.